Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you walk on wax, you save your floors. The Johnson Wax Program, presenting Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly. Ted Weems and his orchestra open the show with Be a Good Sport. Some women spend hours trying to keep their kitchen linoleum clean, and yet their floors always look dull and a little soiled. Other women have learned the easy, modern way to keep their linoleum shining without hard work. They protect their linoleum and other floors with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat so dirt can't get a foothold, scuffing feet can't wear away the surface. This remarkable polish requires no rubbing or buffing. It quickly puts new life and sparkle into linoleum, keeps it clean and bright, does away with floor scrubbing. No wonder millions of cans of glow coat are sold every year. Ask your dealer for Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. And remember, it's very economical to buy the larger sizes. still away at Aunt Sarah's, life at 79 Wistful Vista goes on, but not too smoothly. Fibber, of course, has his own way of meeting the vicissitudes of life. And here, sitting in the living room with his general factotum, Silly Watson, we find Fibber Fall Guy McGee. Well, you're doing with a little old hammer, please, sir. Don't bother me, Sil. I'm mending socks. You mend your socks with a hammer? <laughs> I never was much of a ding-dong darner, but I got the system now. Look, I take the sock with a hole in it, yes. gather up the part around the hole, tie a string around it, and pound it flat with a hammer. There. You see? Mm-hmm. How you ever think of that, Mr. McGee? <laughs> Clever, huh? And half a block away, you'd never know they'd been fixed. <laughs> Who's that at the door? I don't know, please, sir. Who do you suppose? I don't even suppose to. Hmm. I don't know who it is, either. Maybe I'd better go look, maybe, huh? Hmm. Say, that's an idea, Bill. Take a peek out the window. I don't want to put my shoes on unless I have to. No, okay. I'll just take a little old squint and see who... Uh-oh. You got old Miss Upton from next door, please, sir. Uh, what does she want? I don't know, sir. Oh, shucks. Well, let her in, Phil. No, wait a minute. 
Hand me my shoe. Yes. I put them cigar butts someplace. Oh. If they're under two inches, throw them away. Pick up them newspapers. Yes. Except I never realized how this place looked. Now hide them poker chips, Sil. Yes, Better open the window and let the place air out a little. Yes. Kind of smoky. Uh, I'd like to get a little impatient, please. Ah, uh, well. Let her in. Yes, sir. Oh, hi, Mrs. Upton. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, come right on. It's Miss McGee here, Miss Upton, please. Oh, hi, Uppy. Ooh, how'd you do? Uh, sit down. Oh, thank you. Whoop, whoop. Oh. What the world? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I forgot that hammer was there. I've been darning socks. With a hammer? Well, uh, sure. Well, no. Uh, well, uh, what's on your mind, Uppy? Uh, well, it occurred to me that it had possibly slipped your mind that this is the night that the Whistful Vista Literary Drama and Pinochle Club was to meet for dinner at the McGee's. What? You mean we're supposed to feed them wolves tonight? <laughs> the first Monday in every second month. Oh, sure. And I said to the other ladies of the club, I said, Girls, I said. Girls? <laughs> you should have had them right there, Uppy. <laughs> Girls, I said, we cannot expect Mr. McGee to prepare dinner for 30 people with his wife away. And the other lady said, oh, Whoa, no. there, Uppy. We... Whoa, hold everything. Why, Molly wouldn't approve of postponing that dinner one bit. What? You tell the club to be here for dinner at 6.30. But, uh, I'll fix the club a dinner that even you can't criticize, uh, Mrs. Uppington. You tell them to be here at 6.30 with their appetites. Well, I, I must say, I, I, well, I hardly know what to say. Uh, well, uh, say goodbye, Uppy. Uh, uh, goodbye. <laughs> what you going to do now, please? What do you mean, what am I going to do? I'm going to cook them mugs a mess of provisions that'll... Oh, you think I can't do it, eh? Well, start cleaning up the house, Sil. Yes, Bring me that cookbook of Molly's. Cook, Get yes. the grocery on the phone. I got Order you. some flour. Uh, uh, See if I got a clean shirt. Tell it. Ted Weems to play I Can't Be Bothered Now. Go borrow some dishes and <laughs> the sour flifter, Phil, or the fly, fly, uh, the power slipper. Oh, shucks, I'll get it myself. <laughs> Seems like you're going to have an awful lot of stuff to do, Miss McGee. Why don't y'all just give them one of them little old buffoon lunches that uh, they can sit in their laps? <laughs> oh, you ain't seen the women of this club, Phil. They ain't got any laps. Uh, 
salad. Just a what do I get for the salad? Oh, run down, get the head lettuce, French dressing, alligator pears. Head lettuce, mm -hmm. French dressing, and a pair of alligators. <laughs> Not a pair of alligators. Some alligator pears. Avocados. Apricots. Yes, sir. Well, how many? Well, let's see now. There's 30 members, about a half a pair apiece. Oh, about 15, sir. Make it snappy. i got to get this stuff on the fire. Yes, sir, Mr. McGee. Oh, can she bake a cherry pie, Billy Boyd? Come in. Uh, Mr. McGee? Pippa McGee? That's me, bud. You bring my stuff from the meat market? No, sir. I'm from the Wistful Vista Gazette, Mr. McGee. They sent me over oh, here... Oh, to... to get the dope on the dinner tonight, eh? Huh? Now, sit down, bud, and I'll tell you all about it. You got a camera with you? Well, no, you see, oh, I Oh, well, they got plenty of pictures of me down there anyway. <laughs> Don't mind if I go ahead with my work, do you, bud? Not that it's work for me. <laughs> it's really just play. I got a gift for cooking this way. Yeah, I... but they sent me over here to ask you... Oh, don't you... rush a good story, bud. You, you, you cub reporters are too impatient. There'll be about 30 guests here, and I'm preparing them a dinner. Excuse me. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Oh, Nick Depopolis. Say, listen, Nick, I got a lot of women and... Huh? Quit kidding, Nick. <laughs> I got a lot of women and men coming over here for dinner. I need about three gallons of ice cream. Huh? Oh, I don't know. Uh, mix up some vanilla and chocolate. You know, New York ice cream with a touch of Harlem. <laughs> okay, Nick. All right. I was going to ask you, Mr. I was Nick. coming to that, bud. As I always says, bud, cooking is a matter of uh, part skill and part luck. You know that I was once the head chef at the Ritz Amsterdam in Philadelphia? Yeah, but I want to know... Pot Luck McGee, I was known as in them days. Pot Luck McGee, the prize producer of perfect pancakes, puree of peas, peach pudding, powerful paragon of pastry, particularly pot pies, potato patties, and princely pork chops for plain people and proudly purveying pretty platters of personally patented pepper pot penguin to politicians, poets, presidents, and panhandlers from Palo Alto to Punxsutawney. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's very interesting, Mr. McGee. Well, you but... ain't heard the half of it yet, bud. <laughs> you see, I come from a long line of menu maestros. Yeah, Why, they say my grandfather was captured by cannibals in Borneo, and he spent his last minutes criticizing the seasoning they threw in the pot with him. <laughs> and my great-uncle Humbert, my great-uncle Humbert McGee was a pastry cook. Why, why, Uncle Humbert could take one of them little frosting squirters and write happy birthday on a cake so quick it'd turn your stomach, or make your head swim. Yeah, but I... Too bad about Humbert. Mm. He signed a wedding cake with the wrong name once, and they got him on two counts, forgery and bigamy. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, but... Now, I always like... says, bud, that to be a good cook, you gotta know your calories and vitamins. Well, vitamin allow their wives to scrub floors when Johnson's Glow Coat makes everything so much easier. Heartful. What Hello, you doing here? Hello. Say, I hear you're cooking a big dinner tonight, so I brought you some mints. Oh, swell, Harpo. After dinner, mints. No, soda mints. Soda. Huh, wise guy. <laughs> well, uh, Bud, he's a nice guy, Harpo is, but he's inclined to get a little feisty at times. Sort of a diamond in the rough, huh? <laughs> well, no, not, not quite so bright as that. <laughs> More like a golf ball in the rough. <laughs> Gotta have a touch of the old iron before he goes straight. Now, what was your next question about my career as a chef, bud? I don't know anything about your career. Well, as a reporter, I should think you... I'm not a reporter. The editor sent me over to collect your bill for last month, a dollar ten. Huh? Oh. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of suspected you wasn't a reporter, bud, when you didn't make a grab for that bottle of cooking sherry. <laughs> well, here you are, dollar ten. Thanks. 
Oh, can she bake a cherry pie, Billy boy, Billy boy? Dad, that, that, that. Come in. I haven't... Oh, Clark Dennis. Hi, Clark. Hello, Fibber. What's this I hear about you cooking a dinner for the club tonight? That's right, Clark. Why don't you come over and sing something for the folks? All right, I will. Got some kind of a song about cooking? Sure. Uh, how about, uh, have you got any casseroles, baby? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. How about Farewell, My Loaf? That's Farewell, My Love. Oh, it is? Well, let's hear it, Clark. Take it, Ted. <laughs> She bake a charming pie, Cherry Billy. <laughs> hey, Sil. Yes. Put them vegetables down. Come here a minute. Huh? Look. You see this recipe for angel food cake? Yeah. Look, there's a misprint here or something. What? It says fold in ten eggs. <laughs> How can you fold an egg? Uh, well, maybe you gotta fry it first, please. <laughs> don't seem reasonable either. Don't even say how many times to fold them. Fold an egg. Fold an egg. Now, if that was lettuce, it would make sense. Ah, oh, dead, dead. See who that is, Phil. Maybe it's Nick the Poplis with the ice cream. Yes, sir. Hello there, boy. Lady of the house to home? I'm the lady of the house. Uh, I'm, I'm in charge here, old-timer. And pretty busy, too. What's on your mind? Me? What say? I say, what do you want? Don't want nothing. Came to see what you wanted. Got some nice vegetables here. How about some chard? Some chard what? 
Me? I said some chard what? Well, then how about chives? Like chives? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I had the chives so bad once, I had to stay home from school. <laughs> not Miss McGee. He, huh? he, no, sir, he say chives, sir. Not hives. Chives is uh, like celery. Oh. <laughs> Why didn't he say celery? Ain't on celery. On commission. How about some rhubarb? Now you're talking, old-timer. Hey, what's he? I says, now you're talking. I'm not. Can't get a word in edgeways. <laughs> you got some nice rhubarb about so long? Hey. So long. So long. Be back next week. <laughs> so what, what you want me to do now, Miss McGee, please? Well, you can split some peas for the soup, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Better use a razor blade. I want a nice, clean job. Yes. And, Phil, the book here says to put the stewed apples through a colander. Get me a colander. Yes. Well, should I get the new 1938 colander? You are using an old last year's colander. <laughs> last year's colander. <laughs> Phil, if you ain't the dumb one, last year's colander. <laughs> Boy, if that ain't rich. Of course I don't want last year's colander. Bring the new one. <laughs> Come in. How do you do, sir? I'm making a federal survey. May I ask you a question? Oh, a government survey. Why, certainly, sis. What's the question? How's everything? Fine. Thanks. Can she bake a cherry pie, Billy boy, Billy boy? Can she bake a cherry pie to fill your Billy? Hey, Sil. Yes? How many peas you got split? Well, let me see here, sir. I got one... Two, four, nine, please. Uh, that ain't enough. <laughs> Ought to have a dozen or so at least for thick soup. Yes. It seemed like it'd be a lot easier to split, please, even if they was boiled a little first. They're awful hard. What? And boil all the flavor out of them? Why, no, sir. Flavor is the important thing in this racket, Phil. Why, a good chef like me can work miracles with an old rubber boot. A pinch of salt and a bay leaf. Yes, and it's almost beyond bay leaf what miracles you can work on your floors and furniture with Johnson's Wax, the easy-to-use polish. Oh, you back again? Sure. I just wanted to see what the club is going to have to eat tonight. What difference does it make? Well, I have to watch my stomach, you know. Okay, I'll uh, I'll seat you next to the sideboard. It's got a mirror on it. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. What's the use? I try to be a good guy, and what do I get? <laughs> She can bake a cherry pie as quick as a cat can wink its eye, but she's a young thing and cannot leave her mother. <laughs> How many peas you got split now, Phil? Just a minute, please, sir. Let's see. I got four, ten, twelve, nineteen, please, sir. Now, that's plenty, Phil. Throw them in a pan of water. Yes. This dinner's going to make their eyes bug out like doorknobs. I always says that when a guy like me really... Oh, for the love. See who that is, Phil. Oh, yeah, Mr. Elmo Tanner, please, sir. Oh, hi, Elmo. Hello, Fibber. Anything I can do to help? Well, yes, Elmo. Our tea kettle is busted. Can you whistle for me? Why, sure. How about you took the words right out of my heart? Fine. Take it, Ted. <laughs>
thousands of women declare that Johnson's new creamy white furniture polish is the finest furniture polish they have ever used. First, it contains no oil to collect dust and finger smudges. Second, it's easy to apply. Gives an exquisite wax luster without hard rubbing. And third, it leaves a glowing shield of protection on your furniture, warding off scratches, stains, and dirt. We know you'll be enthusiastic about this wonderful new polish. Ask your dealer for Johnson's Creamy White Furniture Polish. Hey, Phil. Hand me that cookbook a minute. Yes, sir. Here it is. Let's see now. Fried oysters. Oysters, oysters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I beg it. Well, hey, Phil. Well, put some newspapers down on the dining room floor, will you? And get me a box of crackers. Oh, yeah, sir. Well, what do you, what you want to do, please? Sir? It says here to roll in cracker crumbs. <laughs> Sounds like a dumb idea to me, but if I'm going to do this right, I might as well go the whole hog. <laughs> better stand by with a whisk broom, too, Phil. Yes, sir, but maybe you better wear your overclothes, too, please. See, you're liable to get yourself all scratched up. <laughs> yeah, I am at that end. Oh, well, let it go. We'll serve them raw. Well, I got the roast and stuff all ready for the oven, Phil. Uh, get me needle and thread. Needle and thread? Yep. Says to baste the roast well. <laughs> I wondered why I kept biting on little pieces of string in my roast. What's it say in the book about oven temperature? Well, it say here, they turn on gas for about ten minutes before placing roast in oven. Okay, here she goes. Yeah. You see, the idea is, Phil, the gas has got to permeate the walls of the oven, thus making an even temperature all around the roast. Yes, I kind of permacute the whole room, don't it? <laughs> well, you? Well, you'll get used to that. There's tricks to all trades, Phil, and... Oh, Come in. Oh, Nick DePopolis. Hi, Nick. Hello, Fizzer. Here's my ice cream I'm ordering from me to you. Ah, much obliged, Nick. I'm going to need that. I'm cooking a dinner for 30 people tonight. I don't mean to tell you. <laughs> well, you can't throw the bull over my eyes. <laughs> But the dinners with 30 people at it is no laughing mother, I'm thinking. In fact, it is a pretty how do you do. I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> Don't you worry, Nick. I can handle it. I thought for a while of asking you to give me a hand, but I thought better of it. Not better, Fisher. Just different, I'm thinking. But you must always bear in your brems the old saying by Benjamin Frankel, put. Too many cookies is spoiling somebody's bra, unquote. <laughs> You mean too much garlic spoils the bread? Well, roughly, that is not what I'm even thinking of, Fizzer. I'm only hoping you can make all these people happy with some dinner which is not costing too much. From the foods I'm seeing here, I will be lucky if you don't winding up with a bankrupture. <laughs> well, if you're having any complaints with the ice cream I'm bringing, just call me up and I will laugh in my face. It's so long, <laughs> Incidentally, Phil, you'll have to wear your dress suit and buttle tonight. Buttle? Yeah, you know, be the butler. This is going to be a kind of a doggy affair. I'm going to take Mrs. Uppington in on my arm. You is? Well, ain't she going to be awful heavy, too? <laughs> I'll escort her to the table. Time to put the roast in yet, Phil? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One minute over, please. That's fine. 
suggestion, and if you care to take it, you'll find that it will save you hours of cleaning work over the holidays. First, buy a can of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat from your dealer. Then go over your kitchen linoleum with this easy-to-use, no-rubbing liquid polish. In 20 minutes, the floor will be dry, shining like new, protected from dirt, stains, and wear. A dry dusting will keep it clean and sparkling. Any spots can be quickly wiped away from the gleaming surface. I repeat, glow coat on your kitchen linoleum will save you many hours of floor cleaning time. Glow coat is spelled G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. Johnson self-polishing glow coat. Yes, I had them little toothpicks you sent me for, boss. Oh, take them back, Sil. I can't find my teeth now. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, folks. Hurry back, Molly. <laughs> 
Bill Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, inviting you all to be with us again next Monday night at this same time. Good night. Heard on this program, when selection, be a good sport from Love and Hisses, and you took the words right out of my heart from the big broadcast of 1938. This is the Red Network of the National Broadcasting Company. Station WMAQ, Chicago. General Electric invites you to hear the Hour of Charms.